Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Wednesday, April 3rd, 2019, and this is the ride. It's a lovely day today. I just drove up a hill, and as I did, the sun crested the horizon or something, or at least I was at a higher point where I could get into that sunshine. It feels good to have the sun on my shoulder on my commute into work. It just seems like this winter has lasted forever, and it's good to see some sunshine. And as I look about me, I can see the fields beginning to turn green. They they had been a sickly wheat color for the longest time. Now I'm actually seeing, you can actually call it green at this point. Which tells me I'm going to have to be getting my mower in shape. I've got a number of acres to mow on a weekly basis, so I've got to get my equipment exercised, lubricated, gassed up, charged up, and ready to go. I love mowing. I know you know this, but I just love being out in nature, and every second I'm on that mower, I'm accomplishing something. I'm accomplishing one more square yard of mowing every second. It's a good feeling. I like to be accomplishing things. How about you? Do you know when you think about leading other people, leadership and and management and all that, accomplishing things is more than just, you know, putting your nose to the grindstone and making things happen with your own hands. When you are a leader, you are able to inspire and encourage others. And before you know it, the words that you say set a direction, set a vision, set a course for not only your life, but the lives of those you lead. So that which is accomplished can be greater than just what your hands do. And going one step further, if you are able to speak into the lives of those who you lead so that they can speak into the lives of those around them, then this propagates and it's exponential. And isn't that what the Word of God did? Jesus is our leader. And when he was on earth, he led a small group of men. And he taught them. And he spent time with them. And he broke bread with them. And he cried with them. Remember Lazarus? He was human with them. Fully God, but fully man. He encouraged them, challenged them, scolded them, and was truthful to them. Of course, because he is truth. But then, his disciples and the apostles, they led, because they were empowered by the Holy Spirit of God, and they wrote letters, and they taught, preached, traveled, and were leaders, and they developed leaders who developed leaders. And even now, through the Word of God, 
I listened to James 3 this morning, and I got teaching from one of those followers of Christ. And now I'm challenged and encouraged to spread that gospel to those around me. Do you want to know what James 3 was talking about? Most of it was talking about the tongue. The incredible power of this small part of our anatomy. Like a rudder on a ship, it can steer your vessel. We all know that we've made mistakes, uh, you know, with what we've spoken or what we've done. And we know that the Lord is long-suffering and that we can come to him and be restored, right? We, we know this, right? But we're being reminded in James that the tongue is so important. It blesses and it curses. And James is saying, this should not be so. That both of those things are coming out of the same mouth. So I encourage you to read that. The idea here is that tongue indicates the state of the heart. And if we're not careful, we can be double-minded and be confusing to those around us because we are speaking in ways that are not consistent with the ways of God. My intention is not to scold you, but do you know that we need to be reminded of what the truth is? I need to be reminded of what the truth is. The truth is, if we're not keeping a rein on our tongue, it can lead us down paths we don't want to go. And God wants us to go down a path of blessing, of glory, really. We're to glorify God. And are we glorifying God when we're speaking about others in a way that demeans them or... And, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that we can't say the truth, but I think there's times where the truth doesn't need to be spoken. Everything should be spoken in love. I think about it when I deal with my teenagers. It's so easy to get emotionally driven when you speak that you can say things that you'll regret later. I want my kids to be mature. I tell them this all the time. Yet if I am not reigning in my tongue, I am just as immature as I claim they act at times. So this message is for me. Reign in your tongue. You know, in our workplace, I don't know why it is. It's just in the world. It's the, it's the sinful nature of the world. But I don't know why it is that evil speak and, and cursing and cussing and all of those things seem to happen too much. Think about your place of work. You may be driving there right now. And you might even be readying your mind for the difference, the, the, the state of the spirit, really, of the workplace. You might be readying yourself to kind of slip in and not fight that negative flow so you're going to slip in and kind of just kind of flow where the where it flows but that's not what God has called us to do he's called us to stand and if that means standing against the flow of a negative spirit 
by the power of God in you, you are able to stand. Now, are you going to just stand so that you can say, look at me, I'm standing against the current of the culture. No, it's, it's not so that we can boast. It's so that we can illuminate a better path by not engaging with the cussing that goes on, which is really just a cheap form of trying to influence, maybe. You know, they, they don't think I mean business unless I throw in a few curse words, so then they know I mean business. It shouldn't be that way. Your yes should be yes, and your no should be no, if I recall. We shouldn't swear by heaven or by earth. We should simply state what needs to be stated. You don't need to embellish with the world's words. Do I slip up? Absolutely I do. Do I regret it now? Yeah. There's times I've even said a choice word to my kids. And I've had to go back to them and say, look, that, I shouldn't have said that. Now, just so you know, I'm, I'm never directing curses toward them. I want to remind you like James that the tongue is so important and you bless people with your tongue. You do not curse. My problem had been that I might use a choice word or two to emphasize my feeling about a certain behavior or a certain action. I'm always pointing my curse toward that instead of a person but the truth is we shouldn't be doing that at all so I've gotten all over us about what we shouldn't do let's think about what we should do I find that's an easier thing to talk about so what should we do well we should bless and encourage and pour wisdom on a situation can you can you picture a big bonfire and you're pouring gasoline on it so that it will ignite. And the world has these bonfires going all the time. And they're already lit. They're already fueled and, and fired up. Whether it's political or emotional or just anything. And we can choose to put our own words into the mix too. Do we flame it up with fuel of anger and cursing or do we speak hope and life into a situation in this particular case there's times where I don't need to be by that bonfire at all and I need to walk away that fire is fueled so much there's so much emotion in it that I can make my stance and I can say the words that I need to say but there's times that I might just need to pray over that situation and I need to not be affected by the dangerous heat of it. You know, reigning in your tongue isn't just about what you say. Sometimes it's about what you don't say, even when you have the right to say it. Jesus, as he went to the cross, had every right to speak, to defend himself. He did. Yet he was quiet like a lamb to the slaughter. Isn't that right? I kind of think about that sometimes. And as we approach Easter, I, I'm always amazed by that. But I know why it was done. Because Jesus was truth. 
and he embodied the wisdom of God. And I think that if he had said anything in his defense, it would have been so profound that he would not have gone to the cross. But ultimately, that was the will of the Father. So the only thing he could do was just shut his mouth and let the cursing of the society at the point at that point overwhelm what would have been his perfect words spoken and he went to the cross sometimes you will have something to say that is truthful honest and appropriate and totally within your right to speak because you know it's okay to give your opinion you're entitled to your opinion but there are sometimes when it's wiser to stay silent so I'll be honest with you you know I've been married for over 20 years I know I can't believe it either but yes you know we have disagreements like anyone and I'm a talker as you know and I have still to learn when to keep my mouth shut I feel like I've got the right opinion I think I've got the right choice perfect, factual, truthful words, but I'm still learning this, but I'm pretty sure that it's wise at some point to just keep your doggone mouth shut when you're speaking in an emotionally charged situation. The most eloquent words, truthfully spoken, will fall on deaf ears, and I'm not saying this against my wife she'll say the same thing and fall on, and it'll fall on my deaf ears it's all emotion when you're in that environment wisdom should kick in and we should learn let's get a rein on our tongues and let's maybe hear what god has got to say about you know the opinion that you feel you must so strongly vent is it really that important that happened right now My goodness, it feels like I'm preaching or something. But let's use encouraging words. You know, it's hard to do that, isn't it? Especially when you would rather use biting words with an individual that you might be training or or leading. You know, what do you do when you need to encourage? Well, a lot of times people know what they're doing wrong or they don't know how to stop doing the wrong. And you telling them about the wrong isn't really going to help them in that. What we need to do is encourage people toward doing what is good and right and proper. Haven't we all heard this story where the parent is in the kitchen and finds the, the young kid too close to the stove or something, somewhere where there's danger, and maybe there's some hot boiling something on the stove with the saucepan handle within reach? And of course the story goes, you know, do you freak out and do you tell the kid, don't touch that? Sometimes our words will startle so much in an emotionally charged situation that it does the opposite of what we really want. And I picture a better move in this case would be to, in the best way possible, encourage that child to come to you. Come here. It's the positive thing. And it causes them to get out of harm's way. 
and then when emotions are a little bit more chill you can explain hey look you are really close to pulling that very dangerous water onto you I just want you to know something it's more important for you to not explore things in this area this area is, can have a lot of danger and consequences so I want to be a leader that encourages the people around me it fosters trust and that opens doors so you can speak into an even greater audience I want to be consistent I look at some leaders that I admire and it isn't necessarily how eloquent they speak although I'll say I'm really impressed by someone who can speak clearly and concise but it's not just that 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 intrigues me it's the consistency of the message and truly I feel like I speak with emotion at times and excited exuberance maybe and I maybe do that more at work when I'm excited about a topic or something but what I find fascinating are the people who the people that I enjoy listening to aren't necessarily that kind of speaker but the ones that are a little bit more steady and clear and they're so confident in what they're saying because they know that it's truthful they know that it has worked in the past and it will work in the future they just know this whether it's business related or personal relationship related or whatever it is that they're that they're teaching or communicating there's a consistency there and I want to be I want us all to be consistent in how we speak if things get too emotionally charged we're one that doesn't just add fuel to the fire and keep the problem going we might offer some wisdom a short burst of wisdom is like a fire extinguisher it could be but if that fire is out of control well you don't need to be making it more out of control rein in your tongue and then consistent when we're speaking so that when the words come out of our mouth they're they're filled with wisdom and they're desirable I've been lucky enough to be around people who are consistent in that way and I I try to learn and have a real deep desire to learn from those people and what makes it even better is when they are avoiding the cursing and are full of encouragement Lord we look forward to this day give us opportunities where we can exercise what James has mentioned in James 3 help us to exercise this idea of using the proper words at the proper time give us opportunities where we have to really think about what we say so that we're active in this in this process let us speak truth in love and avoid cursing so that what we say is a delight to others and is desirable communication thank you lord jesus amen all right my friends it's about that time are you ready to tackle your day so let's do this let's stay in the word of god you can start at james 3 live in peace pray for those who persecute you and god almighty knew when he made man that we would have an influence on those around us let's use that influence 
to bring others to a knowledge of our God and Savior. Shall we? We shall. And I will see you on the flip.